Thank you for tuning in. We hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you're listening, when you're walking the dog, working out, going on a run, in the car. Driving to work. Driving to work. (laughs) Driving home from work, even better. Yes. On a Friday. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. We have a great show for you today, and we talk about something that we all face. I know Sarah and I, I, I am guilty of it for sure, is taking our partner for granted. And it's something that we don't want to do. Or if you feel like you're being taken for granted, it's not a good feeling. So Fran Green is on the show today. She's a licensed clinical social worker and nationally renowned relationship expert. She has a private practice working with singles who want to find the perfect match and couples who want to improve their relationships. And Fran gives us some great tools, some great exercises to make our partner feel appreciated or to communicate that you're not feeling appreciated. And it's really just something that's going to have a huge impact on your relationship, whether you're feeling like you're relating to this now or not, it's going to be important to put these things into place. Yeah. And having this conversation, this dialogue with Fran really inspired us to create a challenge around appreciating your partner. So we're going to do a five day, uh, five days of appreciation challenge for your partner. So if you want to find out more information um, on the challenge, you can sign up today. Uh, It's free and you can go to our website, idopodcast.com forward slash appreciation, and you'll be able to sign up and we'll send you um, an email every day for five days on different ways that you can learn and to better appreciate your partner. Yeah. And and show that you don't take them for granted. And that is just going to lead to many great things within your relationship. Because if you don't have a foundation of appreciation, if you're not feeling appreciated, certainly it's not going to make you want to work on other things in the relationship or it's not, you're not going to feel loved. So check that out. The link is also in the show notes and tune in to today's show with Fran to get these great tips. Fran, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I'm delighted to be here, Sarah and Chase. Fran, we've given our listeners a little overview, told them about yourself. Why don't you take a minute and tell us why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships? Oh, my God. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, helping people improve their relationships is in my blood. I can't help it whether I'm at the supermarket or coaching a client or having running a group session. It's all about people having the best relationships possible, whether it's with their spouse, their parents, their children, their friends, their siblings, or if they're dating, because there is nothing more important than the way two people connect with each other. And the more skilled you are and the more you understand the impact that you have on someone else and what you can do to have the best relationships, the happier you're going to be. 
We agree with that,、mm-hmm. and today's topic is going to be. By the one... way, that means that means you're very smart if you agree with me. It's <laughs> giving me too much credit, but、uh, I'll take it. And, and our listeners too, I guess you can. They're all you guys out there. You're all smart, Fran, and Fran says so. And and yeah, it is important because it is、uh, really the foundation of our lives. Otherwise. We just、uh, have a relationship with ourselves, and that's not much fun. So, it is super important. And and today's topic is one that hits close to home for Sarah and I, and and one that I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to. And that is how to not take your partner for granted. And certainly in long term relationships, I I think this might become more of a problem because over time we just get used to each other and we get used to the fact that they just clean up after us all the time or <laughs> or they you know or they're just so agreeable and easy to be with and I know I'm guilty of just slipping into taking. Notice those qualities were specific to Sarah. <laughs> These weren't just examples, but to taking those things for granted. So, why don't we? Well, and what? Why do you? Th- why do you think we do that, Chase? Well, that that you read my mind. That's what I was going to say. Why? Why? Why does that happen? And then let's talk about how we can avoid that. <laughs> um, why do we take our partners for granted? I don't think we plan on doing that. That's the craziest thing. It just sort of happens, and it sort of evolves. Because if I had to come up with a reason, is that we no longer feel that we have to try. We've gotten the prize. We've gotten the ring. We've gotten our boyfriend, our spouse, you know, our long-term lover, and we sort of go into this complacency. And what happens is the quality of the relationship starts to erode, and then. The negativity starts to seep out, and a little bit of anger and resentment, and then you start looking at your friends or, you know, people in your everyday life, whether at work, and saying, "Oh my God, they have such a great relationship. I just love what they do." And let me tell you, the things that they do are so simple.、Um, would you like to know what my favorite things are? To Not take your spouse for granted or your partner. Yes,、yeah, so、let's definitely、right. jump into、yeah. that. But but first, I want to just point out. You mentioned you know looking at your friends, and I think this is a a big misconception, and especially now more than ever with social, social media, media、yeah. and the internet that in in movies and just media in general. And we talk about it on the show that there's this pretty picture painted. By your friends on Facebook, Instagram, and, and that everything is just perfect all the time. And I know I'm not- so je- I'm so jealous <laughs> of them. And, and, I want I, I, I'm not kidding. I want my life to be like that. Well, well, I, well I was going to point out is that, but that that's often an illusion. And and it, oh yeah, it, that's it can, true. Yeah, yeah. It cannot be the reality because they. It, Social media in general is just—it's not a a real window into many of our lives. I know I don't post about what a terrible day I had、uh, when when I've had a bad day, or when Sarah and I get an argument and be like, "Today, to this morning was really rough." Sarah and I can't seem to get past who takes out the trash. Like I'm not. By the way, that- I think that would be a fabulous post. <laughs> I know, right? Well, real talk. Be- I, by the way, and I'm really serious. 
Yeah. I mean, you could really start a trend and you could really let people know that the silliest things, I mean, I love it. If that really happens, I would love you to post that with the, with the garbage bag, you know, and <laughs> a smiling face. How do you handle that stuff? And it's great to have a dialogue. I think what happens is we don't talk about those things. But I will tell you that one of the things that doesn't get talked about and what really helps relationships is if who takes out the garbage is not a crucial issue for you, Sarah, or for you, Chase, then you just let that go. But if for some reason it means something much more than taking out the garbage, then you talk about it, not on garbage day, on another day. So, for example, if I don't know if Chase does any of these things, but I'm sure he doesn't because he's like <laughs> the proper kind of guy, right, so Sarah? Perfect, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I know that. Um, but part of what I just did is any way that you can compliment your partner, even if it's playful, like I hope Chase is smiling right now because in his own mind, we all think that we're perfect or we want to be perfect. It's, it's so important. Um, and especially on the things that you used to do when you were dating, whether it's the way they look or the way they made you feel or something that they did, even the most simple things, because we get in such ruts and such routines. Like when was the last time you thanked the other person for making dinner? You know, somebody who might be listening might be rolling their eyes and saying, this chick, she's, she's like, not for real. You thank your partner for making dinner? That's ridiculous. What's the big deal? Well, when the, when the compliment is unexpected, when it's very special, and when it's really sincere, it's like, wow, I really matter. Because that's what a compliment means, that you really matter. And... You know, after you've had a big event, you know, you've, you know, had 30 people over at your home and you've worked really hard in organizing it and making it fabulous. And when your partner says, wow, this party was fabulous because of all of your planning. It's like, wow, he or she really noticed. And we sort of have to get into that routine of being our partner's biggest cheerleaders. I don't know if you ever noticed it's so easy to do that with everybody else, but not with your partner because you think they're always going to be there. And that's a myth. You know, as we all know, breakups and divorces happen quicker and more often than we want. And, you know, I don't have the secret to prevent breakups and divorces, but I think I have the secret to maintaining the best relationship that you can have. So why do we naturally not go in a positive direction with our partner? Like after we've been with them for a while, why is it so much easier to take them for granted granted and not say those appreciations? And, and instead we're almost more focused on like the negative things. Um, why is that? I think that, it's often a reflection of how you see yourself and 
because you feel that you have the person and you don't have to work at it, it's sort of like if you think about studying for a really big test, especially a subject that um, you think you'll never need again. It's like, you know, you've taken your final in Latin and you never, there's no reason to, to use it or need it. You work really hard. You know, you brown, you, you are very complimentary to your professor and you go out of your way to make sure that you raise your hand and you do everything to be a good student and you study hard. And the moment you get that great, you get that great grade or you just pass, it's like the professor is chopped liver. You know, who cares about the, what happens to your books because you've gotten what you want. And somehow I think that is in the DNA of most of us. They're no longer someone who we have to get or catch. And then you just go into this mode of, well, they're just going to be around. I can do whatever I want. And it's not healthy and it's not good. And, I mean, the, the flip side is, is that you get so involved with what's going on in your lives, whether it's your job, your children, your careers, school, your home, your hobbies, your free time, and who you are in relationship to each other becomes very unimportant when it has to be the most important relationship you have other than the relationship with yourself. And it's sort of, they're sort of neck and neck. You've got to take care of yourself and take care of your partner. You mentioned habits earlier, and I think they're central to, to both sides of this, where if we make it a habit to show appreciation to our partner, to say thank you, to compliment them, and just make that a part of our daily lives, and it's not easy to do, but you got to be mindful, then you're not going to become complacent and take your partner for granted. In the same way that if you make it a habit of not doing that, then it's going to be harder to break that. So, you know, all of you out there listening, and then I know Sarah and I ourselves, we we may try to make it a habit. We're not perfect to show appreciation and we're coming up on 10 years together and it becomes harder and harder to do. And one thing that I find is helpful for me is to frame our relationship and not think about, oh, we've been together for so long, but to to picture how would I treat Sarah as if we had just met, you know, and, and go back to that first year that we were together, those first few months where you're bending over backwards and you're trying to put your best self forward and and just be like, I should be doing that now too. And 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 ask yourself, would I say this? Would I act this way? If uh, I was trying to win her over when when we first started <laughs> dating, and and if the answer is no, it's probably not something you should do anytime. And and I, I how do you, how do you win Sarah over now? I what's your what I, do you do? I try to do these things that we're talking about: is show appreciation for mm-hmm. for her, and you know, tell her how much I'm thankful that she's a great mother and and that she she you know last night we had dinner and she put it together and I said thank you and she 
was being modest. She's like, I just heated up the soup. <laughs> but, you know, but it was so way, nice to hear there, that. There are a couple of things that we didn't talk about, but it's about having a sense of humor together. That is so important to keep the sparks alive. And what I love most about, whether it's social media or texting or emailing, is use that opportunity to send a loving text to your partner when they're at work or at the gym or even better when you're across the table, when you're out to dinner or in another room in your, in your house or your apartment. It's like, wow, you know, send a bit emoji, send a GIF, do something that, you know, you, you do with everybody else, do it with your partner. Oh my God. It's so romantic and it's so flirtatious, you know, do the things like, um, Plan a mystery date where you just tell your partner what the dress code is and what time you're leaving and plan a special, you know, a special night, something that's, that's a surprise. Uh, and, you know, one of the things it might sound very trite is, you know, have a date night, make sure the two of you like go out and do something. You know, it's not going to Home Depot or it's not going to the grocery store. It could be going to the, you know, the fast food place even. It doesn't matter what you do. It's planning time together. And what, everyone has different lives and different amounts of money that they can spend. It's not about money. It's not even about, it's not even about time. It's feeling that you're totally connected, whether it's playing, you know, your wedding song and starting to dance, you know, put it on your playlist on your iPhone. I mean, how nice is that? I love these ideas and, and they're important ones. And I, I'm glad you mentioned flirting because that's another thing that in a long-term relationship, or you could be a year in and the comfort starts to set in, but that a partner becomes like our roommate almost sometimes. We get into these habits and they're just kind of there and it's easy to slip into this rut, like you said, job, parenting. But I feel like when Sarah and I flirt, it doesn't even have to, it's not even in a, definitely it can lead to sexual things, but it just, it's just like a connection. It's a way to communicate that feels loving and affectionate and, and can easily go by the wayside the longer you're together. So I like that you, you, you know, think about, and what I do is think about early in the relationship because we've been there. So it's easy to use that as, as something to model after and, and to, to get that feeling again. So, uh, Get out there and flirt with your darn partner. You know, it's it seems. <laughs> so By the way, simple. sometimes the long the longer you are together, the easier it is to flirt because you have so much history, and it doesn't necessarily mean always going back to the beginning in time. Uh, it's realizing that you enjoy holding hands when you're you know, walking into the restaurant together after 10 years, it's like, oh my God, I just, I still love this. 
and it's saying, it's, you know, the way you look at each other, the way that you smile or wink or have the pet names, the way you touch each other, uh, the way you wink at someone, you know, you know, also it's, it's getting, when I say getting dressed up for each other, I don't mean necessarily, but you know, there's, you know how we each like the way each other looks, whether it's, you know, in a suit or whether it's in great jeans or whether it's, um, a really nice pair of shorts and, you know, shoes without socks, whatever it is. Wearing the kind of outfits that your partner really likes, that's like another great way to flirt with each other. They're like, and cards, getting romantic cards for no reason, getting romantic cards for birthdays or anniversaries, not missing special occasions, getting creative gifts that mean something, even if it's, Oh, I don't know. Your your partner loves, you know, oatmeal raisin cookies, and you're not the baking type. But there's this one bakery that makes the best oatmeal raisin cookies. For no reason, get them. There's just so many things that you can do to keep the love of to keep the love alive, and you have to flirt every single day with your with your spouse or your partner. There's no ifs and ands about it. And the more you do it, the more it's going to become a chemical reaction and the reciprocity that from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're going to know that you have this connection with your partner. And from firsthand experience, just because... Lately, Chase and I have been really focusing on this and giving each other gratitude and showing appreciation that it's almost like dominoes because I expressed to Chase that it really makes me feel special when he's romantic to me and when he does little things that just shows appreciation, like you said. But when he does those things, it makes me feel so appreciated that I want to do what makes him feel special. And so in turn, it just overall, it just makes the relationship so much better. It's just, what are you trying to say, Chase? Revolving. I'm I'm drawing a circle (laughs) in there. He's drawing a circle in there. It's a a circle. It It is. That's what we talked about. And it's a great point. Is is. that Communicating your needs, I think that's an important part to to point out here. Not just assuming your partner is going to suddenly take the step to to start appreciating you. Uh, you can go out and say it and and say, "Hey, I I would really like it if, you know, you you held my hand like we used to." Or just explicitly say it. Don't ask them to read your mind. And then they're going to hopefully receive that well and mm-hmm. and then do it and now the you're going to like Sarah just said, you're going to feel better to to in a better place to meet your partner's needs. So domino circle, both analogies <laughs> that, that, uh, that work here. And, and it's incredibly important. Today's episode is sponsored by our course, Spark My Relationship. We started I Do Podcast to get information to improve our own relationship. We thought at the very least we'll be able to do that and then to share it with our listeners. The guests are great. And we've gotten a ton of valuable information, but we found that if we don't actually 
deliberately take the time to implement the strategies and tools that our guests give us, we weren't seeing the real lasting benefits that we desired in our relationship. And that's why we created the Spark My Relationship course. We've collaborated with 15 psychologists and therapists to create a comprehensive relationship course that not only teaches you the skills needed to create a successful and lasting relationship, but the tools to execute it. By enrolling in the online course, you'll have access to the same strategies and tools that marriage therapists teach their clients, including therapist-taught video lessons with workbooks and exercises to help you work towards accomplishing your relationship goals in less than 90 days. You'll also learn how to detox unhelpful relationship habits and learn healthy ways to interact. You'll learn how to disagree respectfully and communicate mindfully, as well as how to improve intimacy and reignite your sex life and so much more. Spark My Relationship isn't just a course for struggling couples. It's a course for couples who want to see their relationship flourish. If this is you, then you are a perfect fit for the course. So for a special offer for our ID podcast listeners, head over to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Again, for 30% off the course, plus special bonuses just for ID podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. You know, um, another way to approach that, for example, is to say, I, I love when you hold my hand. Rather than, I used to like when you held my, well, I used to like when you hold, held my hand because it's a little, it could be perceived a tiny bit of feeling blamed and then the person gets defensive. So if you stay with what you love and what you like, um, you know, when you kiss me, it's like, wow, I see stars. I love it. And it's giving the message and then maybe you'll get kissed then or maybe you'll get kissed, you know. Three hours later, uh, and we each know. Oh, what I, I now, Sarah. Now I remember before where my mind went a <laughs> hundred places. It's overlooking certain things, so that, for example, if Chase doesn't, you know, close the toothpaste or leaves the coffee cup in the sink or doesn't pile the newspapers the way you would pile them, if those things are not the way you would do them, but they're not life and death. We overlook certain things and you pay attention to what really bothers you because you can't, when, once two people become a couple, you will not survive if everything they do is not exactly the way you want it or the way you would do it yourself. It just, it just doesn't work that way. Except with me, of course, because... I'm the closest thing to perfect, right? <laughs> no. Yes. And I think that's what, and I think that's the place that we all come from. It's like, how come you don't want to do it that way? My way is like so good. And we just believe that because that's why we're doing it, whatever it is. Being mindful of the way we communicate and what we're, what we're getting upset about is is a key here and and uh Sarah and I just had a, a situation yesterday where I brought up the fact and this is a reoccurring thing 
we had chicken that needed to be cooked because it was going to expire. And, yes. And that is a thing that particularly bothers me is, is wasting food and, and, and it seems so silly. And then Sarah was like, I got it under control. And I said, and I was like, do you, because we're not going to eat it. And, and it seems so silly. And, and I think the way we handled it is we talked about it and I'm, I'm looking at Sarah. I don't think we, we let it escalate too much, but it was a, a, a reoccurring thing that I think it is a fine balance. I don't bring it up every time, like this nagging thing. Um, but I think it's a fine balance because you, you got to decide what your values are and your deal breakers. And you don't want to compromise those. But the expired chicken in the refrigerator is probably something you shouldn't have a big fight about, right? This is, this is like a great, great example. It drives you crazy, Chase. Yes, it's like for some reason, it's like you cannot believe that something like this would happen. It's like so ridiculous. You take something out, you defrost it and you cook it. I mean, what's so hard about it? And it can be for you extremely irritating. And the way that I would reframe that, you know, is something like this. The eight dollars that the chicken cost. Uh, is so irrelevant and the money that we, that we're really good about or the money that we'll waste on, you know, having a $14 drink. Sometimes you just have to say not the end of the world. Uh, and, and I have another couple of other suggestions, you know, certainly um, the person who's most irritated by it, um, just goes and cooks it. Sarah's smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling right now at your responses because I just, yesterday was, like Chase said, I completely understand that it is frustrating. Um, but my suggestion was kind of like what you said. Like if, if you don't want it to go to waste, throw it in the freezer or, or cook it. Like we're, we're in this together. We both have a lot going on. I get where he's coming from. And sometimes you just cooking is the last thing on on the on the to-do list. And you know what's so funny? What what I love is I defrosted chicken the other day. By the way, Chase, I am so not a food waster, you have no idea. It drives me <laughs> crazy, okay? But I had no interest and no desire in cooking it or barbecuing it or eating it. Um I gave it away to somebody. It just so happened someone was over, and I said, I've defrosted this. You, you want it. It's yours. You have to cook it today. I defrosted it yesterday or the day before, and they took it. I was so happy because I would have had to have thrown it out. But uh, I feel your pain. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I hate, I hate it. Um, do you ever, like, have something, like, slip under the seat? When you've gone food shopping and then you don't realize it till the next day. Oh, that and it's that sounds a terrible. Perishable <laughs> item. Oh my god, painful, right? I, I have I have a um, I have to admit something as we're on this topic. The other day I went to the grocery store and yes. 
I, I usually put all my cold stuff together so that they pack it together, but they had put the turkey underneath the dry stuff and I didn't unpack oh, the dry God. stuff until the next day. And our, I had to throw away the turkey lunch meat. Oh, yes. Sarah's <laughs> stabbing me in the heart right now. By the way, but uh, let me chase sometimes finding, the, finding out the truth is so important. And you really have to thank Sarah for willing to disclose this horrible <laughs> thing that happened. Thank you. you. Know, it's like, you know, and the reason why I'm making fun of this is um, my husband probably will never listen to this so I could say it. <laughs> um, if he, he would go somewhere without the coupon and let's say he went to the car wash without the coupon, it was like a knife through my heart because car washes are so expensive. How could you not go with one? Or when we used to eat dry cereal, he'd like buy Cheerios when it wasn't on sale. <laughs> it was like against my religion. It's the most, you, you buy the special K that's on sale. And then I said to myself, and this is, I'm, I'm being serious, not the end of the world. Or when he goes to CVS and buys something that's full price, when I have all the coupons and all the, you know, extra bucks or whatever it is. I don't know if you have CVS. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. a drugstore. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then I said to myself, you know, fortunately, I'm not living penny to penny, not the end of the world. And it, it almost... It's, it makes me feel almost relieved that I don't have to get aggravated. So the thing I'm saying to you, Chase, is um, if you think not the end of the world and neither one of you live a wasteful life, you're, you're going to feel better because you won't have to be so blown away by it. So you're really doing something more for yourself than you are doing to Sarah. And. One thing, one tip that I have that we try to use and I try to use is that like, and this is actually from one of the lessons um, in our online course, Spark My Relationship, where one of our one of our therapists says, when you are angry and you are wanting to tell your partner something that maybe you're communicating your feelings, but it's not the best time, try to say a positive appreciation instead. And that will just kind of totally throw off the conversation and and make it more of a positive uh, situation instead. So, for example, like if you're if your husband, I think the example she uses is your partner comes home late from work and doesn't call you and tell you instead of saying, why didn't you call and tell me, yada, 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 say, I'm so happy that you're home and that you made it home safe and show appreciation. You know, you know, it's by the way. You know what's so funny, Sarah? Um, I just wrote an article for Zeus.com, and it's about how to prevent uh, uh, petty arguments in your relationship. And, I mean, it's just so funny. One of my examples was, don't say, I can't believe how inconsiderate and how cruel it was of you not to call me to tell me you were going to be late and rather say, um, I was so worried, um, about you when I didn't hear from you, 
which is the same thing that you're saying, um, just sort of a twist about not blaming. And, you know, I, I love your idea because it's, it's tricking the brain because that's not what's expected. Uh, so that's, that's very, very, very helpful. How come we can't do them, though, all the time? <laughs> it's so Take- hard. <laughs> I'm, Chase, and you remember I told you how smart you were? How come we can't always do them? It takes practice, and, and that's why, and getting the information and creating these habits, because like we always say, relationships are not easy, you know, whether they're with your partner, friends, family, coworkers, and to think that... And your neighbors, too. And your neighbors. Yes. And, and, and so the more tools you have, the more ways you can communicate, the more you can flirt with your spouse to establish good rapport so that when an issue does come up, you're, you're coming from a, a good place rather than you feel like you're being taken for granted. And then an issue comes up and then that issue is going to seem even bigger than, than it really is, uh, because you're already not in a good place in the relationship. So, that's why we love the information you've given us and our listeners today because it's a way to to set that baseline so that you're you're certainly not in a place that you're taking your partner for granted because anything that comes up within that context you're you're probably not going to feel great about because you're just not coming from a good position in the first place. So these things take work. And, and that, we gave you a couple examples from, from our own relationship and the whole chicken thing. And, and it sounds silly and we were being facetious and joking, <laughs> but it's probably something that our listeners can relate to that. There's some silly petty thing and, and they know it. And, and you've given some great ways to navigate that. So uh, I have a solution for the chicken problem. Yes. <laughs> when you go to the store, if they can, um, instead of the big package of chicken, have them package it in three separate packages. I just did that today. There we um, go. I, I had them repackage it. <laughs> you just blew so, my mind. <laughs> right? Yes, that's awesome. Or, 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 or repackage it yourself so that either the waste is smaller or sometimes it's just so easy to cook, you know, two pieces of chicken or whatever it is. But I love the example, and I think that we have lots of similarities. Chase, yes. you and me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We'll have to figure out how to, um, to minimize um, our food waste, yes, I give a lot of my stuff away, but the work, when you have a big party, oh my God, I'd send people home with food. God forbid the food gets wasted. I don't like that at all. Yeah, and I, I think kind of the moral there is also be creative and take it into your own hands. If there's something that is bothering you that your partner does, like maybe they waste food, but not often and it's not really the end of the world, like you said – you have the power to create the change. So like you like you said the example, put it into three to three containers, put it in the freezer, but take yes. that step to be proactive and not just expect your partner to change to fit how you want them to be. Absolutely. And 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 this a great way to end is and I hate this but it's so true. The only person that you can change is not your partner, it's yourself. Even though we want to change our partners and the more you change yourself, the more you're going to get, your, get what you want from your partner because they'll feel so much better about themselves. Well, that is a perfect 
note to end this interview on, Fran. Um, so let's wrap up and have you tell our listeners where they can find you online, where they can contact you, and then we'll say goodbye. Certainly. Uh, they can find me um, at my website, which is frangreen.com. That's F-R-A-N-G-R-E-E-N-E.com. Again, frangreen.com. And as a special gift to your listeners, I am the author of three books. My newest book is The Secret Rules of Flirting. And my previous books are Dating Again with Courage and Confidence and The Flirting Bible. And anybody who posts a review on Amazon on either The Secret Rules of Flirting, Dating Again with Courage and Confidence, or The Flirting Bible will get a complimentary 30-minute consultation with me, either for yourself or the person of your choice. And I'd be delighted to do that for all of your wonderful listeners. Excellent. And do they just uh, message you and let you know that uh, they've purchased the book? Absolutely. And they can just send me, uh, they can forward me the review on Amazon. And I'll also give you my email address to make it easier. It's flirtingcoach at yahoo.com. That's F-L-I-R-T. I-N-G-C-O-A-C-H at yahoo.com, flirtingcoach at yahoo.com. And I also have other specials. Um, Any of your listeners, just let me know that you've listened to this podcast, and I will have other special offers for you when you contact me. Excellent. Well, we'll have all the links to your books in our show notes page and our listeners know to go to idopodcast.com to access uh, the show notes for this episode. And Fran, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks so much. And I can't wait to post it on my website as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more about our five-day appreciation of your partner challenge, then you can visit our website, idpodcast.com slash appreciation, and you'll be able to sign up for the free five-day challenge there. We'll send you a daily email each day to give you examples and to just explain a little bit more of why it's so important to show appreciation for your partner. So this will be a great exercise for you to do with your partner. The link will be in the show notes, which will be at idpodcast.com forward slash 162. That is today's episode 162. And while you're on our website, you can also check out the other resources we have. We have another challenge, our 14 day happy couple challenge that's on our website as well as well as a bunch of free guides and downloads for your relationship. Uh, We also have our Love Tribe, which is a private Facebook group for all of our listeners to share their stories or ask advice or just uh, show support for each other. So as always, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.